Welcome to the American Contractor Stories. I'm John Dye. And I'm Leanne Koppel. We are interviewing some amazing contractors and letting them share their stories. These stories are not just going to entertain you, but they're going to inspire you to go out and live the American dream. Because that's exactly what they are doing. So let's dive in. All right, we're back again with American Contractor Stories, and uh, Leanne and I are still hanging out here at Coors Field. Yes, in, in Denver, Denver, Colorado. Just rained on the field. It did. It was pretty cool. It yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Cody Nussbaum's joining us from Capitol Roofing. Yep. Out of uh, Cheyenne. Out of Cheyenne, Wyoming. That's so cool. Yeah. Made the oh short little oh, hour and 10 minute drive down and fought traffic a little bit on the interstate, but <laughs> you know what happens. It's not crazy. I don't think people realize, yeah, how close Cheyenne is. I yeah. did not know that. Two yeah. state capitals within an hour and a half. That's right. wild. So That's wild. And the states out here are much larger than out east. Oh, yeah. yeah. Except for Texas. You guys are in Texas, so yeah. I, I have no, no qualms you about gotta that. you got to drive 14 <laughs> hours from north to south. I mean, yeah, just... Indiana doesn't take that long. So, <laughs> no. But this is it's really cool to have you and, and to hear the story because, you know, you guys are in the Wild West, man. Yeah, and it's... Uh, Kind of funny how capital roofing came about on that. It, I mean, it ties into a true rodeo, cowboy, Wild West theme kind of a thing. So Very uh, Yellowstone-ish. Somewhat, yeah. And, <laughs> of course, Yellowstone, Montana, not right. Wyoming. But yeah. still, but still it's, all, it's, it's all pretty similar, though, yeah. out there. That's super cool. Well, let's, let's hear this. I want to hear this story now because... Yes. Leanne's so, eyes lit up as soon as I said Yellowstone, so <laughs> just going to leave that at Sorry, that. I don't look like Rip. <laughs> but... Uh, but no, um, Capital Roofing started up in uh, 1985 by, of all things, a bull rider. No kidding. No. And his name's Dennis Humphrey. He's actually competed in the National Finals Rodeo in 1986. Wow. Um, 84, 85-ish, he won the rodeo in Houston. Um, wow. So you're from, from Texas, I take yes, it. You yes. You probably know about Rodeo Houston and what a big deal that is. Yes. That is um, so cool. Very and big that's kind of, he started roofing more or less to pay entry fees for rodeos. It's like, I'm going to come home, be home for three days. I can roof two houses, make enough money, pay my entry fees, and go, true, go get on a nasty one somewhere and hopefully win big. So yeah. Get that buckle. Yeah, get that buckle. Yeah. Get that buckle. Yeah. yeah. Literally. That is That's so interesting. cool. interesting. Yeah. That is and such a cool story. It's kind of an ongoing joke uh, up at Capital Roofing. It's, we always joke about it. It's where rodeo cowboys go to die. And not that we've had anybody <laughs> killed, you know. Um, up there, but uh, he was a bull rider. I rode bucking horses. Um, we've had other people within the company that rodeoed with Dennis. Um, it's and it's just kind of been a generational thing how all of that ties in. Just you hear about, uh, you know, a lot of companies are generational themselves. Well, this is generational with different ties, not necessarily family. Yeah. But uh, we're which a, bull riding is kind of a family thing. Oh, exactly. Like you exactly. guys, you get to know them all the time. Yeah. I've watched yeah. Yellowstone. <laughs> don't take me to the train station so why roofing of all industries why did he do you know why he went into it from uh, that's such a difference yeah from bull riding so. well and a lot of it i think has to do with how quick a job can get done yeah. and how quick you can get paid off of it you know yeah. from a contractor standpoint on that um you know most of the time even back in the days of the old t-locks and everything you know it was a day and a half and I mean, even I've been with the company for 15 years, and the way shingle prices have changed, I don't know how many roofs he had to pay or the roofs he had to do to pay for entry fees for like Rodeo Houston and whatnot. Right, you know, right. $300 entry fees 
give or take on that number. So, yeah. but, uh, of course nowadays she, you guys know what shingle prices are like. So yeah, <laughs> yeah we know. Yeah. <laughs> a little different. Yeah. They go up monthly. So well, I'm sure yes. bull riding entry fees have gone up as well though. So um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So. so that's super cool though. It's such a cool story to think that, you know, and it goes back to show like contracting in general is really, it's, it's so much bigger than just doing this to, to do a roof. It's, it's paying for dreams. It's building opportunity. Absolutely. Where, you know, otherwise how would he have done it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's a vehicle. To could he have done the things he loved to do? Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. exactly. And that's been the super cool thing. Just like we were talking about, uh, uh, here at the conference today was, you know, what's your story kind of a thing. And ours has, just like everybody else's, I'm sure, but there are so many different dynamics to it that you sit there and it just grabs a hold of you and you go, okay, well, for instance, my story. Uh, the way I get involved with it is my wife works for the company too. Okay. Oh, um, nice. She's been there uh, for 20 years. She started right before we got married. I've been there for 15 years. So she was in it before yeah. you. Yeah, and she's our uh, vice president of operations. Cool. So... Um, it was, again, just bringing somebody Dennis knew a little bit. Well, I mean, we weren't tight friends then. Now yeah. he's my mentor, basically, which I couldn't ask for a better one. I always tell, tease him about that. It's like, you're my mentor, you like it or not. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, um, anyway, yeah, I've been there for 15 years. My wife's been there for 20. Um, she's actually, she's done everything within the company, literally. She started on our service crew fixing leaks. <laughs> um, we got married the year she started. I want to say she started in May. We got married in August that year. Um, a year roughly later, she was pregnant. Couldn't get on roofs, of course, and uh, moved into the office. And she taught some incredible things about office organization, like alphabetizing things. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah. She womanized it. Sounds, it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, that's part of the, the growth of a company, though. You got to have someone to do that. A lot of people struggle with that part. It's yeah. true, though. That is. Yeah. That. And, you know, it's, it's just been this ongoing, ongoing process of just, it's like turning a screw. Each little quarter turn gets you in that much farther, but it's also improving the company that much more. Yeah. And you never know who has an idea, so... So how did how did capital capital roofing go from being this way to pay for rodeos to being a more a more like organized scaled company with you know more employees involved and in, in building a business around it? Old age. Okay. No. <laughs> I, know, I mean that's a, that's a good answer. Though. Um, no, that's honestly kind of the way it was um, because you know most of those rodeo guys are in their when they're in their prime they're in their mid twenties. Right. right. Um, Dennis he got married, uh, settled down, started a family. And going, man, I really don't want to be out on the rodeo circuit, traveling from state to state, town to town, you know, going 4,000 miles in four days just to get to rodeos. I want to be with my wife. I want to be with my kids. And uh, him and uh, uh, another rodeo guy started the company, actually. Um, they got together. Dennis bought out his partner in right around 2000. Okay. And uh, kind of went off on a different route than that they were taking. And it's just kind of grown into what it is now, which, you know, now we're a multi-million dollar company that does, you know, we average probably about 8 million in gross sales a year. Wow. So that's awesome. In Wyoming. In Wyoming. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. And I, I know a lot, I know other guys that are in uh, markets like that and they're so spread out. Mm -hmm. My roommate in college was, uh, he's from Wyoming. Okay. Um, Gillette. Yeah. And he's from Gillette. So I remember the razor blades. Yep. So, but he always said, you know, to get to somewhere in Wyoming, you're going to drive four hours and that's no big deal. Absolutely. Because that's just how, how it works out there. That's yeah. the life. 
because uh, we would freak out. I'd be like, yeah, I got to drive an hour to get home from from school when we were in school together. And, and then, you know, he's like, dude, that's nothing. Yeah. It's a whole different world. But, you know, I, I've talked to other contractors and, yeah, you guys have to cover such big areas and, and to scale and grow a company. That's takes an immense amount of resources and a lot of a lot of like smart, smart decisions to get to that level. Yeah. Well, and the nice thing up there in Wyoming is. It's, I want to say it's like the 10th largest state area-wise. Right. We're 50th in population. So with that said, everybody kind of knows everybody. So I might be doing a job in Laramie, um, 45 miles west of Cheyenne, and they've got mom and dad um, up in Gillette. Yeah. You know, it's about a full five-hour drive. Well, you're going to service that area, so. So it, you have to service it. Yeah, and just, again, and it's all word-of-mouth referrals. I mean, our marketing right. has changed a little bit over the years. Um, but that is how the company Capital Roofing has grown, is by going out, doing good work. It's a simple formula. As Dennis says it, it's know, know you like you trust you. And if you can hit those three things, you've got a customer for life. Yeah. So yeah. So do you guys service the whole state, or do you guys service a certain radius around um, Cheyenne and then, like, down into Colorado? or We do a little bit northern Colorado, not a whole lot. Yeah. Um, as far as Wyoming goes, for the most part, it's up the I-25 corridor. Okay to the uh, Nebraska, South Dakota, Wyoming borders. And then we go into the Black Hills of South Dakota a little bit. So how long does it take you to get from job to job then? How far would you have to drive? What's the furthest you would have to drive? Um, about four and a half hours. About four and a half, Yeah, okay. uh, that would be from Cheyenne or like Rapid City. Yeah, and so that's just common though? Um, not super common, because we set it up. Um, you know, if we're gonna go to Rapid City, we're gonna go up there and look at you know, X, Y, and Z amount of roofs. Right. You know, I'm not going to drive four and a half hours for one roof. Right. Um, without doing some, you know, maybe door knocking, some canvassing, that kind of stuff, and building some relationships outside that maybe it's not a roof today, but maybe a week, two, three weeks, maybe two, three years down the road. We'll take advantage of that. Which is a, yeah. which is a really cool, you know, uh, it's just such a good practice to have, which most roofing contractors that are contractors in general that are working smaller radiuses don't have that they, they don't have that same prerogative when they go to to a job they don't look at it as this job can actually equate to five jobs if i know how to handle this Absolutely. this opportunity the right way well and that's that's always the nice thing um us being us and i'm sure every company says that you know for the most part um we can go into an area um the areas that we like to work are basically the same cowboy culture mindedness of us i guess i don't know if that's a word but it will be now <laughs> it is now yeah, for sure. it's, it's it's cool right now he so, has yeah. created new words um, i'm just working on it here so i like it um but with that thought process going in is if you know we can find common ground find a common goal um shoot it might be somebody that i talked to 10 minutes about roofing but we have an hour and a half two hour conversation about you know first calf heifers calvin um, what the grass is like, how the hay market is, what the beef market's like. And that's kind of what we've got there at Capital. It is a very diverse, I say diverse, but at the same time, kind of single-mindedness. I know that oxymoron, but, oh. you know, we're diverse enough in our knowledge that we can carry on conversations, get to know somebody a little bit, and actually talk to them intellectually about, you know, other concerns in their life, you know, trying to build that relationship. It's not just, hey, I'm here to sell you a roof. I'm going to jump up. I'm going to measure it. I'm going to jump down, jump in my truck, and I'll have an estimate to you in 10 minutes. Yeah. It's sitting there building that long-term relationship. Um, and again, the advantage of being in Wyoming is 
I read somewhere that like our area of Cheyenne is the number two hail capital in the world. <laughs> the number one area is about 45 miles east of us. Yeah. So oh, not damaging hail always, yeah. but yeah. hail wise. Yeah. And so you go out there and it's like, okay, I'm, you might not need anything from me today, but I still like you. You still like me. Let's just talk, man. Who knows? Maybe it'll lead to seeing each other and buying each other a burger or a beer, whatever, somewhere down the road. So. And it's yeah. just building that relationship, Absolutely. being friendly and finding that common ground. Yeah. I it's, love that. It's taken, like I said, that hour, hour and a half um, to get to know somebody that, again, you never, and that's the funny thing, as you mentioned, I'm sorry, I'm kind of digressing here. No, you're good. But when you're four hours from town to town, which is, I mean, from one end of the state to the other about, you never know when you're going to have a flat tire, you're going <laughs> to yeah. have something bad happen and you're like going, man, I need to, I need some help. And I'm in bad cell service because cell service in Wyoming is terrible for the most part, if, unless, you know, if, unless you're on the interstate. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I can call up Joe Smith, who I know I did an estimate for him over here. He was a super nice guy. Joe, I met you once. I need some help, man. And usually that's the Wyoming attitude. Because, yeah, I'll, I remember you. I can come help you. I'm not doing something. So it's, it's a really, really cool environment up there. Yeah, that is. Awesome. That is, like, way different than what I was brought up in. I yeah. was brought up in Los Angeles. Okay. And <laughs> I live in Texas now. And I remember when I first moved to Texas because everyone waves to each other. Mm -hmm. Everyone, like, there in the grocery stores, they help you out to your car. <laughs> yeah. I remember my first time I was like, what are you doing? Why are you walking to me to my car? Like, do I need to call the police? <laughs> like, I was like, what the heck? And even as we were driving around, I kept looking at my husband and I was like, do they know you? Why are these people waving to us? But it was because, you know, in California, they aren't like that. It is not that helpful culture, mm -hmm. the, you know, I'll show up for you. So it's cool to learn more about these other states That's where... I mean, well, they actually are, care about each other. <laughs> yeah, and you guys kind of hit on it at the uh, uh, beginning of the segment was when you talked about the Wild West. It's, instead of Wild West, it's more of that Western, Western hospitality side of it. Yeah. And, again, neighbors helping neighbors, um, which is huge. Um, big, big believer in it. So it, it just, if everybody helps each other out the world, we'll be a better place, I promise you. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the truth, and and it's and it's cool to see that, and it hasn't. It's probably been that way forever there, though. Oh, absolutely. That's like just Wyoming. That's their culture. Yeah, I'm not a Wyoming native. I've been up there uh, 21 years. Okay. Um, grew up in northern Colorado, went to Texas for a while. Mm -hmm. um, was down around the Dallas area, and then uh, entered Cheyenne Frontier Days. That's how I ended up in uh, Cheyenne, and uh, but you always kind of just have somebody around to support you if you need help i mean it's it's such a cool cool place to live up there so well and it makes building a business is different there because you i mean i'm sure there's other people that have come in from out of state or different places and tried to build businesses mm -hmm. in wyoming or do business there especially if you guys have had hailstorms and thinking about like denver for example they've just just got their hailstorm that they've been waiting for for like the last four years yeah. so there, yeah. have there been a lot of people coming up to wyoming and they've probably not had that same experience or the success that you guys have had um see and that's always been the really cool thing about capital roofing not once have i ever heard anybody within our company from day one i started to now which my anniversary is actually about two weeks away if i'll be there 15 years nice. and um capital roof anniversary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you want to be selfish because you don't want to let anybody into your territory. Right. 
right. especially after a significant hailstorm. But at the same time, there's no way we can handle all the work. I get plenty of it. Yeah. And it's like, dude, I hope you guys go out if you're a competing company and you do good work and you actually help raise the standards of the industry. Yeah. And, and we talk about that all the time at the office. It's uh, basically the old adage, I'm going to probably screw it up from what Dennis always says, but if you raise the level of the ocean, all the boats will rise in it. Yep. Oh. And yep. That's the truth. So, Makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's good to have good competition um, as long as people are doing good quality work that are competing against you. Do people yeah. ever come over and like, hey, we're struggling here to, to, to reach these people or like they need help and do, do you guys lend a hand to them too, like outsiders? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we've got multiple times I couldn't even count the times even the last five years let's say where a competitor of ours will come by the office and goes man I've got my break for break and fascia um, drippage whatever out on a job site I got a job three blocks away can I use your break absolutely you know so it's again just and we leaned we've leaned on others as well you know we'll have a, a truck breakdown or something like that and Next thing you know, it's two crews from different companies riding together to across town, across the state, whatever on that. So yeah. it's a good it's, old boy. Exactly. Yeah, well, it's good. And, and I, I look at that, you know, I've been in this industry. I'm fifth generation. So like it's it's been something I've been around my entire life and thinking of, you know, my family grew up in Chicago and that's where I grew up and watching them, how they've operated. It's always been such a competitive mm -hmm. mindset. Yeah. Um, it's hard for them to fathom, you know, helping a competitor out or like being a part of that. But you guys have built your entire culture absolutely, around being just genuine humans that yeah. want to help other humans. Yeah. And again, like I said, good competition is always great for the industry. Right. Um, it keeps pricing fair. It the bad ones will fall off the face of the earth mm -hmm. because, again, if I'm setting my standard high and I'm getting all the business, somebody's going to go, hey, what are they doing over there? You know, right. And you see people starting to take notes or. You know, even, and again, digress a little bit, but it even goes back to safety for us. Um, right. If I've got a competitor across town, I see guys not tied off on a roof, and I know OSHA's out and about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not that we're never tied off. Or right, off, right. I get you know, it. Yeah. But it's like, hey, you know, I'm, I might need to call Billy up and say, hey, Billy, man, I know you guys are working on this job. you got two guys not tied off, and I don't want you guys to hit that fine. So yeah. it, it's a unique situation in that area. That's oh, awesome. It that is awesome. That is, like, what we... Like, even at the American Contractor Show, like, that's what we're striving to mm -hmm. provide and be is to have that culture all across the industry. Absolutely. I mean, could you imagine the world <laughs> that we'd live in if we all in implemented that type of culture? Yeah. It's it a would, mindset. It would change. It's a mindset, and it's the yeah. real, like, understanding that this is humans helping humans. How can yes. we make it easier? How can we make it better? And now with technology being the way it is, information's out there yeah and it's yeah. it's the time where we can collaborate more and and honestly i think it's the time where we probably need it the most and to help each other absolutely yeah as a nation as as a people as you know as an industry we probably need each other a lot more now than we ever have oh and i think going back to the pandemic that that proved it right there yeah i mean you had so much isolation uh isolationism going on with that that a lot of people lost touch with their neighbors and you know outside of immediate family to go how can i reach out how can i talk to somebody and we got so used to just taking care of ourselves that now you're trying to squeak open the old rusty doors again to go it's okay to let people back in so, yeah. yeah i love that, that. Is true, though. what do you what do you think with your you know your perspective and what you guys are doing what do you think is the biggest challenge 
coming up for the industry and for for your guys's business absolutely um with that right there um we read about it all the time in you know uh roofing contractor magazines and whatnot that the average age of a roofer right now in the country is if i remember right 53 54 years old we've got we've put this big emphasis um as a society on you got to go to college you got to go to college well i don't know how many People I know in the trades, everywhere from framers to drywallers, that some of them dropped out in eighth grade, ninth grade, which I'm not recommending out there. <laughs> <laughs> but here they are, multimillionaires yeah. because they learned to trade. Yeah. And yeah. trying to bring these young people into the trades and promoting them, um, teaching them the skills that they need, going, hey, you don't need to be a doctor, you don't need to be a lawyer. If you want to be great, go to school. Yeah. But if I want to go to college just to go to college and end up with a $60,000 bill by the time I'm done and then yeah. be in debt. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Go learn a trade. You'll make 60,000 a year. Yep. So, and, and yeah, it changes everything. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the challenge. And I, and I I'm a hundred percent in agreement with you. And that's big push for us is rewriting that narrative that, yeah. that they can do this and they don't have to necessarily go down that path. And that's not the only path for success. Absolutely. And it's been taught that way. I, I mean, we have a we're guardians of a 14 year old boy so like i'm watching this and i'm hearing this from him like this is their 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 indoctrination almost that you've got to go down and do this if you want to be successful in mm -hmm. life and it's not the truth like there's only one way but in reality there's some more opportunity than ever before yes you yep. can do anything and make yeah. money people make funny money from their feet <laughs> yeah like so, you can make yeah. money <laughs> With feet, you can make money with anything. That's why I'm a sock model in my spare time. <laughs> there I you appreciate go. that. Yeah, <laughs> so you. that's awesome. Cody, the sock model bull rider. That's what it is. We all got to have sense. hobbies, right? I like it. <laughs> no, but this is awesome. And I, and, and I appreciate this all so much because it's the reality. And, and you guys yeah. are so genuine about it. I could tell right off the bat that there's such a, a cool vibe going on there with your guys' business. And I'd love to learn more about it and, and figure something out because I think there's some cool stuff that we can do with you guys that'll be really really beneficial okay. uh, role models yeah such a cool story too to yeah. hear that you know well and that's that's i'm gonna I, I, I think you're trying to wrap it up here so i apologize oh you're good man but this is great that's one thing that we've started to make connections with is kids straight out of high school just because yeah. of insurance concerns or regulations you know it's hard i've got to have people 18 years old yeah so yeah. i can't go out and get that summer help with that sophomore that's 16 mm -hmm. or whatever come to work but we're involved in our communities well enough and our schools enough to go out Okay, I know you got time. Let me teach you a little bit of a trade. Who knows? You might like it. Yeah. Worst case scenario, you're going to put some good money in your pocket over the summer. I love yeah. that. And that's so important. So thank you for doing yes. that. Oh, it's, it's a blast, man. Kids, yeah. are, kids are rock stars, most of them. It's so cool. And, I, and we're hearing more and more of that. And it's so cool to see people excited about doing that stuff. Because that, that was unheard of 20 mm -hmm. years ago, 30 it's years true. ago. Like, yeah. it wasn't a thing. And so thank you for doing that. And I'm excited to... Uh, See where that goes. Well, and the, the fun part about it is everybody wants to hire somebody with experience. Yeah. There's only one way to get experience. Do the that's work. Exactly. Yeah. Do the work. Yep. I it's kind of better to not hire people with experience because they could have bad experience. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. Um, you know, it's bad habits are harder to break than creating new good habits. Yeah. It's, yep. Here we are. I was a baseball player in high school, and we've got a Rockies picture sitting right up here beside us. And I've heard something back when I was playing that, <clears throat> pardon me. Oh, you're, oh, you're good. good. It takes like 30 swings to create a bad habit. Yeah. It takes 600 swings to create a good habit. Wow. Yeah. So it's, you know, just kind of that that side of it. So It's easier to create a bad habit than a good Absolutely. habit. Absolutely. That's yeah. really I mean, crazy. life in general. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. 
Bedhams are usually the easy way out. So this is great. Cody, thank you so much for taking some time and hanging out with us today and sharing the story. And, you know, I'd love to learn more. I'd love to meet Dennis sometime and, you know, get to get to know you guys' business and how it operates. It sounds it sounds fascinating. It's inspiring. I mean, you guys are trying to get a place in Wyoming, right? Or Montana? Oh, my gosh. My Clint? husband would love <laughs> yeah, he's like, that. He's like, they're like dying for a place out there. He's been like looking. They're Montana. It's just, it's the beauty. It's beautiful. It's oh, it is. If you like stunning. to hunt, fish, the outdoors, yes. anything like that, yes. it is the place to be. So, yes. Clint's smiling over here. He's all like, let's <laughs> go. I know. But this is awesome. It's inspiring. I know yeah, that. Who knows? Maybe Wyoming Department of Tourism's listening here. And there you, go. Uh, you guys get a little promo from there him. There we so. go. There you go, Wyoming. Hey, Thank you so much, Cody. Oh, thanks for having me. Pleasure meeting you, man. Nice to meet you guys. Yes. We really hope this story has inspired you to chase your American dream. Do you have a great story to share? We'd love to hear it. All you got to do is send us an email to stories at AmericanContractorShow.com. If you love the show, make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. And share it with others. Inspiration should always be shared.